Count the Rupee is descending on them quickly. And Count the Rupee takes the lead now in the gong of the 150. Nudges running home to second. And then came Yamazaki. But it's a local victory. Count the Rupee for Brock Ryan. Won it by two lengths to none. G'day punters, welcome back to the Triple J Racing Weekly Show. Uh, back after a few weeks hiatus, I went away to Darwin over Anzac weekend. I think Bryce, you also went away. And um, we did actually have a podcast last week, but due to a poor internet connection, it was absolutely botched. So we couldn't post that one out for listeners, but we certainly owe the listeners some winners this week, mate. So hopefully we can find some. Uh, how are you doing today? Yeah, good. Thanks, mate. Thanks for having me, and hope you enjoyed your trip. And uh, yeah, might might be dealing with some dry decks this weekend, which is a bit of a relief. So looking forward to it, mate. Yeah, definitely looking forward to it. I definitely uh, did enjoy my trip up to Darwin. There had plenty of beers and uh, got sunburn around the pool. And back no winners that weekend. So hopefully, uh, <laughs> hopefully things change this weekend. It has been a, a tough couple of weeks leading into that, mate. Uh, I did want to ask you. Uh, I looked at the radar yesterday afternoon and saw there was plenty of rain about at Gold Coast. How are we looking up there today? Do you reckon it's going to be a soft or heavy track on the weekend? I think things do vary a bit between Brizzy and Goldie. It can You can drive the hour trip and, and it changes quite a bit. It's been beautiful today here. It's not a drop of rain. It's been over 30, so... In Brizzy, sweet. In Goldie, not too sure, mate. But, yeah, if the forecast says rain, they are a bit hit and miss with the forecasts uh, in Queensland. So not too sure on that end, uh, to be honest. But, yeah, fingers crossed it holds off and it's not too wet. I actually, uh, it's funny you say that because a few weeks ago I uh, I tipped a runner at Brisbane and I tipped a runner at the Gold Coast. And, obviously, uh, I've been to both venues and they're not that far away, really. I think Gold Coast was a heavy eight and Brisbane was a good four. And I was like, this just doesn't make sense to me. But obviously uh, it does happen and, and it might happen again this yeah. weekend because yeah, I've done form for a softer heavy track at the Gold Coast. So we'll see what happens there. But as you said, hopefully um, we might get a dry deck up there at Gosford or at least into the soft range, which would be nice because I thought Hawkesbury would play all right last weekend, but they got plenty of rain on race day and it just got so wet again. So yeah, hopefully a few dry decks around, mate. Yeah. We're going to... We're going to uh, head around to a few venues today, talk about, obviously, Gosford, uh, a couple of races at the Gold Coast, and then uh, the DC McGuire and Robert Sankster Stakes events at Morpherville. Uh, we'll kick things off at Gosford, mate. Obviously, soft track at the moment, and we'll definitely be on a soft track. Rail's in the true position. And uh, have you got any opinion on how you think that'll play out there? Usually on speed with Gosford. I don't want to be too far back at that. Uh, track it's it's pretty tight so yeah I'm, I'm banky on that playing pretty on speed matter if you want to be in the first couple in running usually that's just rule of thumb in racing in general but yeah Gosford's it's pretty on pace absolutely mate you're right about that it certainly is the track that does that and uh, I guess the real positive thing for Gosford is you know obviously getting away from these Sydney tracks but Gosford hasn't really had a great deal of racing on it for a little while now so it would have had a, a plenty of rain over the recent months, but with the lack of um, actual race days on it, it might play pretty well on the weekend. So with the rail in the true position, I'm hoping it, it plays really fair. And, um, yeah, hopefully we can find a few winners throughout the day. We'll start off with uh, race seven, which is the Moston Copper Gosford Gold Cup over 2,080 metres. Uh, the current favourite is Great House at $4.20. 
Got main stage at five dollars. Numerian six fifty. Maroney six fifty. Rocks at eight dollars and getting out of double figure odds. Obviously, uh, we think the main stage will lead them up here, mate. Um, are you sticking solid with Rachel King's mount, or are you looking elsewhere? I saw that it was available for twenty one dollars in early markets. I would have taken that for sure. Not too sure, mate. I I just think it's been really enjoying uh, the wet tracks, the easier uh, races, and might just find the front and bolt in again, but probably getting a little bit thin on the odds at the moment. Hard to knock the way it's going. And uh, Gosford, yeah, you do want to be on speed, as I said. If that $20 was still rolling, I'd be pretty keen. But I guess the, the main problem with main stage is if it dries up, we've got the next three days uh, where it's it's forecast to be really nice and uh, they're probably not going to get a drop of rain. And you have a look at its good track record and it's two wins from 26 goes. So whether it can replicate its form off the heavy decks onto a better track and it's just racing in great fashion or whether it's just been really relishing the heavy tracks where they can't make ground and uh, it just doesn't give on the good track. Bit hard to know on uh, this, mate. Pretty hard to know, but barrier three maps well. Uh, I, I can't really knock it. I just think heavy on, back onto a dry track's the one uh, query for me, mate. What, what did you land on in this race? Yeah, I found it a really tricky one as well for the exact reasons that you mentioned there. Obviously, main stage is obviously in really good form, probably career best form. Um, has a really good barrier here once again. Drops in weight from a six and a half length uh, benchmark 78 midweek win, which is you know reasonable grade even in comparison to this level here, but it's certainly a much uh, tougher race. Obviously going to lead him up at a really good tempo. And I think that if no one wants to pressure early and track plays okay, I think main stage has a very good opportunity here to win again and be hard to beat. In saying that, I do think that, you know, it's a much tougher race. And I think that if the track gets back into that soft six range, I think Great House is the other one who parks in a great spot. Uh, Brenton Abdullah on for Waller. But um, I certainly don't have a high level of confidence here because I know that Main stage has one tactic and it's going to be to run fast around this track that probably suits with no weight on its back. So I think main stage will be hard to beat. Um, great great house and Numerian will be the ones that I think can uh, run a big race, but it's definitely a low confidence race here for me. Yeah, and with Numerian, I would have been really keen on it as well if it was heavier, but um, nine goes on good tracks for four placings. So... Hasn't won yet on a good deck. Uh, we don't really know what we're dealing with yet, but Numerian also hasn't won on a soft track. So that was my other query with Numerian, who I was originally keen on. Uh, Great House has probably ticked the most boxes, I think. Handles all tracks and probably will enjoy it drying out a little bit. And in terms of form, it's pretty hard to knock. I mean, even that Nerve Not Ver form, we saw that today, probably a good thing licked. Not far off Mighty Bill Fresh and uh, third behind Stockman. So... I think Great House looks pretty good go from, from the barrier for mine. Main stage, just is it going to run as well on the dry track is, is the one query. Yeah, you're absolutely spot on there, mate. Uh, race 8 is the, the Borderly Takeover target over 1,200 metres. Gravine is the favourite at $4.60. Shelby 66 is out for uh, its 28th run in four weeks, basically. <laughs> $6. Oscar Zulu, $6.50. Majestic shot, $8. Southern Lad, 9 Prime candidate, 12 And then out to some pretty large odds. On a speed map perspective, there's a lot of on-pace horses here, especially Prime candidate from the wide draw going to go forward. Majestic shot will shoot forward. I think this is going to be a pretty fast run race. 
And I'm interested to see who you landed on here, mate. I think Gravina is one of those horses I was talking about the other weekend about do you want to back it for return? I was wrong with Cherry Tony, but a lot of these horses do pop up. And you look at a Gravina, beautifully placed, great chance to win. And then you go have a look and it's last seven runs that started below $5. It's won once. Most of those, $2, $2.50. So, yes, extremely well placed, but I did think that the last seven runs and it's put one win on the board. So, for me, it's not one for mine. Uh, I wouldn't talk you out of back yet. I do think it's the one to beat, but it's one of those horses I just pen down as if you're not going to get a good return backing them. You do get 460 now is probably the positive. Uh, but yeah, that, that's a really concerning stat when I look through. Shelby 66 needs a rest. It's a really good horse, but it needs a rest. It's just been, uh, it's had too much. Oscar Zulu managed to nab the $11 up because it's three out of four first up, one out of one at the track, and it just maps a treat. It's going to sit uh, just off the speed and, and let rip, and the $11 was huge. Probably the other two, I wanted to back three here, mate. I got Zulu at 11s, but Majestic Shot is classy. His trials at Gosford are really good, and he really flies at the track, and four out of six with Bella Board and maps well as well. And uh, obviously Southern Lad's an absolute bomb fresh. So I was probably happy to have uh, small bets on those three, uh, probably more so on Oscar Zulu and Southern Lad and maybe just something smaller, Majestic Shot. I think Shelby 66 needs a rest. Um, and I think Ravine is just too hard to catch for mine. What did you land on? We're on a similar path again here, mate. I think uh, I, like, I like one runner that's obviously proven at this level and then a runner that I think's on the way up. And that's Oscar Zulu and Majestic Shot, like you said. Uh, Oscar Zulu obviously is a pretty proven horse first up, proven in at a high level. And the recent trial the other day was really good. Um, you know, won it out of eight horses in the race and uh, won the trial pretty well. And obviously, um, you know, that's always good signs for a horse that doesn't generally trial that well. So, and there's been a stack of money for it today. So I think Oscar Zulu is going to be hard to beat. Uh, perfect draw for the horse in barrier six. And then you got Majestic Shot, um, who had a pretty lengthy break last year, obviously had a bit of time off and then came out first up off, I think, 200 plus days. And uh, was really good, lands in a really good spot here. Uh, two and a half lengths off Andermatt last year, two super trials, and I've loved both of the efforts this time around. So back onto a soft six, I think the horse is really well placed. And uh, as you said, trained at the track. So another key uh, point there as well is Mitch Bell on the horse. Four, four, four wins and one placing from six starts. That's a, a really big thing. And another horse that I don't mind as well at pretty good odds is Strange Charm. I was actually mm. the track one night at Canterbury and I was really taken by her one night, just the absolute presentation of her. She's a stunning horse um, and was hands down the pick of the yard that night. So, uh, and she actually won that night and beat home Miss Einstein. So I was pretty, um, pretty impressed by that. Barrier one probably lands a box seat with 53 kilos. So, yeah, pretty keen on those runners, mate, but likely to back Oscar Zulu, I think. Yeah, uh, and I, I just see, it, like, the map. I see them just sitting sort of midfield parked, even in a, in a three-wide line, but ideally just two or three pairs back and sort of still within range because it's turn of foot's outstanding and, and fresh. It, it just knows how to put them away fresh. It really does. All its uh, peak rating runs are, are fresh, so... I think this does look a bit of a target for it, and they've backed it in. It's into six already, so 
And Majestic Shot, I'm a huge fan of. I, I think this is one of the horses I've returned one of the most on. I've just managed to catch it at the right times and um, was on the early days when it just put three or four on, on the row in a trot. So I've got plenty of time for it. And uh, I was pretty keen on it first up. It's probably just a bit long that it had off, but it was only 0.7 off Kinlock and great news. And it started favourite around this track. So on a heavy deck after it had six months off, that's a great run. Third up onto a bit of a drier track, Gosford and Mitch Bell. Very likeable from Barrier 5. Yeah, I could just see the race being run at a really good tempo. One of those horses just in behind, which could be Majestic Shot or Oscar Zulu, just peeling in, getting that, you know, bolting away the last 100 metres. And obviously, with all the, some of the key jockeys away this weekend, you know, up at the Gold Coast or wherever they are, uh, Jason Collis certainly, obviously coming back from injury, but he's certainly one of the key jockeys on the program this weekend. So, all reads well for uh, Oscar yeah. Zulu as we head into race nine, which is the probably the big one on the day. The coast over 1,600 metres for the three- and four-year-olds. Uh, the favourites are Diamal and our Playboy at 480. Rustic Steel, $7.50. Old Flame at 950. Chartres, 11. And Kinlock. Kickers at 12. And then you have to some um, large odds. Once again, a little bit of tempo on the race. So Marissa's my dad pushing forward with O President. And uh, we're lucky to have Rustic Steel and Phillipsburg in behind. Couple of horses there that are genu- genuine back markers, which makes it interesting. So, uh, yeah, who do you like here, mate? Well, originally our Playboy, if it was going to stay uh, in the soft range, but if we do end up dealing with a dry track, it's one from 13. So, at the moment, that's a bit of a query, isn't it? I'd, I'd be keen on it if it's soft, but if it's dry, I wouldn't, wouldn't want a bar of it. Pretty open race, mate. I do think Old Flame is probably hovering around over the odds. So is Steinem, but I'm not too sure about Gossard for it. I think it might just be a little bit far back, but if this was a bigger track, I think that's a massive improver. Uh, it's very open. I, I was happy to leave this race, mate, and see how the weather plays and the, how the track plays. If it stays soft, I'll probably spec our Playboy. If it's really on pace, I'll probably give O President a shout, given that the map looks um, to get a pretty soft lead and... Couldn't talk you out of any of these. There's nothing in the... There's about eight chances below $15. And uh, you've got Kinlock at 11s with Dylan Gibbons. So that says the depth of the race. What did you land on? Well, I think you're absolutely right there about this being a nightmare of a race to pick a winner. But I'm actually really keen on one. I'm pretty keen on Kiku at 12 and 380. Uh, reason being, obviously, it's, it's you know five weeks since the Doncaster Mile, which obviously didn't pan out for her. And she was a little bit outclassed there. Uh, but finds barrier two here, had a nice tick over trial. We're still going to be on wet ground. I don't think it's going to improve into the good range. I think it'll be I think it'll be a soft seven at best, and I hope it does get to soft seven, but I think it'll be a soft track, which suits her. And I just think that she's a proven miler compared to a few horses here that haven't even ticked off the, you know, the 1,500-meter trip. So, yeah, I'm certainly um, certainly keen on Kiku at the, at the price, 12 and 380. I'm definitely going to be having a play there. I think it just gets the run of the race in behind in barrier two and hopefully can, can um, you know, use that 1,600-metre proven form over the last 100 metres of the race. The other, you know, chances in the race are obviously our playboy who's in really, really good form, super win there last start. And, uh, you know, the other one that I was a little bit amazed about was Phillipsburg at 71 and 13. Phillipsburg actually beat the Armel home the other day. I know it was a heavy 10 and it was a really tough track, but... Phillipsburg beat the Armel home the other day, and you got 480 the Armel, and you got 71 and 13 dollars a place about Phillipsburg, 
who obviously, you know, has probably been sort of named as a, a tab highway type horse because that's where it came from. But the horse seems to be getting better every preparation. And I actually think that the horse can, can run a really big race here at the massive odds. No weight on its back. So interesting race, mate. But I'm very keen on Kiku at the 12 and 3. And we'll head up to the Gold Coast now, mate, where I believe... Uh, I believe the truck's going to land in that soft seven heavy eight range, but I haven't actually looked at the forecast today. So I saw there was a stack of rain predicted uh, today, tomorrow, and on race day. So I've done form for a wet track, and we'll uh, see how we go there. We'll kick it off with uh, race seven, which is the Gold Coast Guineas over 1,200 metres. Um, well, actually, sorry. We'll kick it off with race six, the Gold Coast Bracelet, 1,800 metres. Um, Gypsy Goddess is a $2 favourite. Around that horse, you've got Canadian Dancer, $6. Gin Martini, $8.50. Secret Tales, Dynasty and Stalking around that 12 and 14 mark. Mokalua, 19. And that's a pretty large odds here. Reasonable run race for an 1,800-meter event. Are you with the favourite, mate, or are you going around? Probably probably a lead for me, mate. I, very hard to beat. It's got the right form. Willie Pike. But at the moment, $2. I can't really entertain that kind of price. It's just, yeah, that's short enough for me. Um, if I wanted something at those odds for the day, I think I could find a bit more of a better thing. I Yeah, Mokalu was impossible to catch. I was really keen on it last start, found the perfect race, and it was disappointing. But its last run on a good track, it was just off Barbrader and Argentia. So it wouldn't surprise me if that ran a bottler at 19s. But, gee, one out of 12 now, and the thing's been impossible to catch. Thought for me, they were the two I, I had my eyes on, but um, I'm pretty happy to leave this race, mate. Keen to hear your thoughts. What, what did you crunch on? Yeah, well, I've got written down here that I think that it's certainly Gypsy Goddess's race uh, on paper, apart from the barrier draw, but there's a few scratchings coming out here, which probably helps the chances, although none of the ones inside have been scratched just yet. Uh, basically, mm. what I said was the wetter the better for her because I've never really liked horses going out to 2,400 metres and then coming back to 1,800 I think that might just take away the little bit of a sharp turn of foot that she yeah. might have. And she ran really well at the 2400. So coming back to this race, I know that it's probably the right grade. It's a, you know, she's well weighted in this field here. And uh, she's certainly a winner with a winner's mentality. And I do think it'll be a wet track and a fast run 1800 meters. So I think that'll suit her. Um, as you said, I'm not taking the $2. Honey Creeper, I love the fact that she won over 2000 meters off a six week freshen up. Adrian Knox as well. It wasn't like it wasn't a Newcastle maiden or anything like that. So uh, certainly like the form around Honey Creeper, and uh, she was very competitive second up in the Oaks. If this race was two thousand meters, I'd definitely be very keen. Eighteen hundred meters has me uh, second guessing, but I do think that they're the two runners in the field that are well suited. Mokalua, I would be all over if this was a good track. Uh, I just don't think she likes a soft or heavy track. And as I said, I've done form for a soft seven, heavy eight, so. Yeah, I left Mokalua out, but um, I think I'm with you on the side there that I think Gypsy Goddess is a bit short. I may be entertained Honey Creeper. Actually, I've just noticed Honey Creeper's scratch. So disregard everything I just said about Honey Creeper. And yeah, I think Gypsy Goddess has a chance in this race, but obviously one I'm probably not going to dive into. Fair call, mate. I've just got to go down for one sec, get my partner in. No worries. Um, are you okay to pause it? Sorry. Yeah, I'll pause him in. All good. Race seven is the Gold Coast Guineas, uh, which is a group three over 1,200 metres. The favourite is Prince of Boom at $2.70. Sword of State, $4.60. Mimi Lagarde, $9.50. Uh, 
Alpine Edge, four moves ahead and Rhapsody Rose around that $15 mark. Out to large odds the rest. Who do you like here, mate? Yeah, I, I do think if the track is soft, then you've got the New Zealand Raiders going to be very hard to beat. Got the right form. Uh, it's runs in Australia. Probably just wasn't uh, wet enough for it. Just struck a few good tracks, which I don't think really suited it. So um, pretty hard to beat their sort of state. Pretty keen on it. Uh, I think it maps well. No knock prints are boom. Um, it just keeps winning, but this is a big step up in grade. Um, hats off to it if it can win again. But, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty keen on the NZ Raider, mate. What did you land on? Exactly the same as you, mate. Sort of state because of the wet track situation. Uh, last time when he came out to Australia, we're talking home affairs, Palali, racing on firm decks, which, you know, didn't really suit the horse who has really good wet track form and not as good form on a good deck. And I think that, you know, coming out to Australia again this time around, second time, might be a little bit more mature as well, which suits, um, as you said, certainly has the right map in this race. And uh, comes into this with winning form in New Zealand, which rate pretty highly. So I honestly think from this draw, he might just be too good for him. But in saying that, there is a bit of quality around this field. And just the other one that I wanted to entertain, if it does get out the pretty heavy truck, is Mayrose at the 41 and 9. Um, super odds. I think that I seriously think this horse is a really good wet truck type. And 1,200 metres is her go. I think she'll go back. And if the tempo is on here, which I think it will be, um, her stride length Monday at Canterbury there on a wet truck was absolutely super late in the race. And I know that me and you have backed the horse a few times. I think the provincial final was a little bit against her in the setup, but I just thought, you know, it, sometimes we're talking silly odds about horses. And I think it's absolutely outrageous odds 41 and 9 for Mayrose. So that was my little uh, roughie that I'll have a small play on. But I think we backed the Kiwi Raider with confidence in that one, mate. Yeah, Mayrose is a good call. It's probably the, the one I was actually uh, having a look at as well. Um, some of that form out of its races is pretty good. And, yeah, as you said, that there was a wet deck win first up rolls on it at 20s. So I've got plenty of time for it since then. Uh, it's not a bad shout at odds. Yeah, I thought the first two runs of the preparation with the horse were absolutely super on their wet tracks. And then since then, the horse has gone out of the 1,400 metres and was okay in the qualifier, but then didn't quite handle the really heavy um final but back to mm. 1200 meters in a hot race with a lot of tempo early i think the horse will be really good there late in the race so certainly over the odds in my opinion uh race yeah. eight is the hollandale stakes which is a group two over the 1800 meters we got um pretty short odds about zaki dollar 65 and at seven dollars or however you say it at the ten dollars going really well um poly grade 12 and uh large odds the rest Probably from the inside draw, you'd expect Zaki to push forward and maybe you know, a couple of horses outside will try and put pressure on. But can you see anything beating uh, beating Zaki here? Nah, I can't, mate. I think it's a good bet at $1.70. Um, I don't really like diving to odds like that. But on form and all things equal, I think it should just be winning. The cam's come out and said he's tr uh, going extremely well. So, I mean, I back Annabelle Nisham and um, I back it as a horse. So, yeah, very hard to beat. What about you, mate? Oh, I do think that Zaki's really hard to beat based on the setup and obviously uh, Barrier 4 and J-Mac as well. Just gives you that extra confidence. And if it gets out of a heavy track, I might be a little bit uh, less confident. But the one runner I am a little bit sort of interested in is Hueto, the one that I, I don't know if I pronounced his name right, but obviously came out to Australia and, and went bang, bang, bang last preparation with three in a row. Two super trials and then came out on a 1,400 metres in the heavy, which we all know that the horse is better out in trip. 
and was super there behind our playboy in Arcado. I think he's a super bet at the uh, each way odds of 10 and 245. I think he's that sort of, um, you know, 1,800, 2,000 metre type with a turn of foot about him. And, you know, I, I, and I think he proved himself on the heavy track there first up. So I've got a little bit of a pretty keen to back that horse at the 10 and $2.45. I think Polly Gray's in good order, but probably wants it to be a proper heavy 15 if, if she's going to try and trouble Zaki and um, Huetor. But other than that, I think it's a, a you know pretty open race behind those two, but yeah, I'm keen to back Wetor each way, and especially the two dollar fifty place over Zaki dollar seventy. So, Ayrton, uh obviously you know ticked off the the, the grey box last race, which was the toughest test of uh, his early career. But I don't think from barrier fourteen he's going to trouble Zaki, and um, yeah, so I'm certainly playing the nine on an each way basis there, mate. Huetor at ten and two dollars forty five. We're heading to Morpherville now, mate. We're, uh, we're hoping to get a little bit better weather than what we were just talking about with the Gold Coast. Um, the track's currently rated as soft, soft with a rail in the true position. Got two pretty key races here. We'll start off with uh, race seven, which is the DC Mackay Stakes over 1,100 metres, which is a, a group three with a couple of absolute speedsters in the race. Uh, Behemoth is returning at $3.60. Bo Ross at $5. Ironclad, $5.50. Dexalation at the $7 mark there, Inferno double figures, and some pretty nice horses there in the double figure double figure range as well. Um, plenty of pace in the race, obviously, and a couple of horses can park in behind. Tearaway leader, probably Savatu Excel and free of debt. Um, you with Behemoth here, mate, or are you you're playing around? I'm probably happy to leave it, mate. Uh, Behemoth at its best, really hard to beat in a race like this, uh, but yeah, the, the odds maybe drifts. I might see if we can get a better price a bit later, and I feel like we might. Uh, but at the moment, yeah, it's a little bit hard to get a gauge on where he's at. Um, we know his best is certainly unbelievably good. Um, so, yeah, I've got respect for him, that's for sure. But, yeah, not too sure where he sits at the moment, mate. Um, I mean, yeah, the, the odds are good enough, but happy to leave that one. What did you land on? I thought that uh, Behemoth, Behemoth's best form would win the race, but I have a massive query on the 62 kilos. I just think that yeah. obviously the horse is going to land the box seat in four, but, you know, and I know that sometimes we do look into weights a little bit too much, but 62 would surely potentially take away a little bit of his turn of foot. Um, and I don't think we've seen the best of him last preparation either. So I have a little bit of a query around that, but I, as I said, I think his best form wins the race. And I think that if you want to have a stab that he's going to be at his best, you, you're probably going to be happy to take three sixty or four dollars. Uh, the horse that interested me a little bit was the seven-year-old Desolation, um, just because I think the horse is going really well, and he's the rock-hard fit horse here. He's obviously third up. His two runs, his preparation been really good, and he improved pretty well there. Um, second up, obviously loves the soft track, goes pretty well at Morpherville, and uh, so if we get a little bit more rain. I think he's well suited, and he once again. Park's in a really nice spot there in Barrier 5. So he might be just ready to peak here, throw it up, while a couple of others are feeling the pinch at the end of the race. But, um, yeah, once again, it's not a high confidence level bet, but um, I'll probably play Dexalation to place Behemoth win, I think, mate, if, if uh, Behemoth's at, at its best. Yeah, that sounds good. Uh, yeah, Dexalation is, is, does have class going really well. You're right. Really good race, and I certainly won't be... Um, Sending the winner of that one out, Danny, mate, saying get on here because it's a very open one. But 
So is this next one, the uh, Robert Sanks to Stakes, Phillies and Mares, Wait for Aids Group 1. Um, the favourite is September Run, who looks, you know, super well-placed, dropping back to this grade at the $4.50. Bella Nipotina, last start winner, $5.50. Away game, $8. Brooklyn Hustle and Argentia at the $11 mark. Instant Celebrity, Bella Vella, another last start winner off a massive freshen up at 14. And some really nice horses there in double figures, $20 plus. So... You know, we know there's going to be a lot of tempo in this race, and Bella Bella's going to shoot forward and try and do it all all again. But, um, yeah, who do you like here? Pretty tricky one, mate. This is very hard. Um, you could go a lot of angles. I love the return of Bella Bella. It was very good, and uh, good to see her back. Um, that was, yeah, fantastic story. It's going to be a lot of hot tempo, so maybe something rattling home um, with that in mind. September runs. Pretty tricky to catch, but very good last start. And Bella Nipotina, J-Mac had a massive opinion of, really wanted the steer last start and, and got got the ride. I'm keen on away game, mate, especially if the track's dry because you go look at its dry form, it's unbelievably good for this. And two seconds behind Mirabi and third behind Isotope. And I thought Mirabi was, and I'm sure the stable would agree, just hit one run too many. And um, it, apart from that, it kind of has just gone off the radar a little bit now. People were hyping it like an absolute superstar and forgotten about it. So I think that's the right form for this and we're getting really good odds to find out. So I was pretty happy to go the way of away game with that Mirabi form and getting onto a better track should definitely suit it. Uh, what about you, mate? Yeah, this uh, race is very much track pattern related. Oh, not track pattern related, sorry, track rating related for me because... Um, yeah, as I said, if it's if it's a good truck away game, certainly comes into the picture. And if it's even if it's in the soft range, I think that uh, away game's in for a big race. I think the market's spot on here with the three runners though: September Run, Bella Nipotina, and away game. Um, obviously, I think Bella Nipotina is absolutely fine this time around. Her win last start on a really wet Randwick track was extremely good, and she was caught wide uh, most of the journey. She draws to get a little bit of a suck run here. Has performed well fourth up over her career. Loses J-Mac from the Sydney ride and gets Johnny Allen here, which which suits with it, which is the nice trainer stable combination. We're getting enough on the place to play the one times three. So I just think Bella Nipotina is a, a, a pretty well, good bet here, especially considering that even if it gets onto a good track, she probably performs best on a good track as well. So I just think she's flying under the radar a little bit. And uh, September run, Extremely well-placed back at this grade against their own sex and draws to get a nice run as well. Probably wants the tempo on and will be strong late. And uh, just from Barry one, I think that Linda Mitchell potentially, they tried to lead from start to finish up on the Goldie the day me and you were there. And uh, I was pretty keen on it, obviously, as you know. And it mm. didn't, uh, didn't work too well for us that day. So I don't know what she does there, but I think she'll just park midfield and be strong late as well. So... Look, I'm going to play uh, Bella Nipotina on a one-time three basis, more the place, and uh, really looking forward to this race, actually. It's probably one of the better races on the day. Absolutely, mate. That does sound sound like a good move. So, yep, no knock there. I'm excited to hear this one, mate. Um, any winners you got from around the grounds? I've only got the one, but I'll listen to any that you've got that you're going to tip us into. Yeah, I do think Elusive Jewel is just going around at good odds again and uh, it's racing extremely well. I think that's, uh, yeah, really good each way price, Gosford race six. It's just consistent and um, I just, at the moment, the price has been really nailed down. So punters have caught onto it there and suited by whatever conditions are thrown up. 
And uh, at the moment, I think the other bets I'm keen on is, uh, yeah, I think Zaki's really hard to beat. I think those odds are pretty fair for uh, one of the classiest horses we've got on these shores. And uh, another one I was pretty keen on. I think this is uh, the first at, at Caulfield. I just found the favourite very short here. I was pretty keen to play two in, in race one. Merchant Prince, really strong ratings out of its races. And Volander ran an absolute bottler at odds behind King's Consort and Bellow Bow. So I was happy to take on Maximilius, who I thought, yeah, trolled like an absolute bomb. But um, yeah, you're only getting nearly even money for a very average debut. I was keen to play those two at the, at the odds to kick off the day at Caulfield. I reckon they'll give a massive sight each way. What about you, mate? That's what we want to hear, mate. Plenty of value for, for listeners over the weekend. Just the one for me, and it's actually tomorrow at Wagga. Um, race two, I do think she's – sorry, he's – yeah, she's getting a little bit short now. She's $3.90 on debut, actually. Cappy's Angel uh, from the Gary Colvin stable, obviously debuting on the home track. She's only had one trial and she's a four-year-old mare, so she's uh, they've obviously had to be patient with her. But if you go and watch her trial, it was absolutely superb. I know that the stable has an opinion of a couple of runners that were in behind her in that trial. And I think that they've sort of saved her for this day. I think they get a pretty decent showcase maiden tomorrow with the, the jockey on that does work for them, Nick Haywood. And, uh, yeah, I expect her to be really hard to beat there tomorrow at $4. And I think she's flying under the radar a little bit based on her being on debut. So... Sorry, punters there. Um, only the one runner, but it's Cappy's Angel, race two, $4 tomorrow, and hopefully that kicks us into a, a winning weekend. Sounds good to me, mate. Sounds very good. What about your best in value for the weekend, mate? Going to go tomorrow, Cranbourne race six, Tycoon Bow was an absolute good thing beaten last start. Very, very unlucky. It, it, it jog-trotted to the line. And it was really well backed. I thought it should have bolted them. Drawn out, I don't mind if it sits wide. I just want to see its turn of foot because it's a very, very smart horse. Um, that's going to give a massive side of odds. So I'm keen on that tomorrow, mate. Uh, best values, just, yeah, there's a bit going about. I think Majestic Shot and uh, obviously being nibbled into um, with the the other runner in that one. I've, I can't remember its name now, the, the first up. Um the one we were both keen on in the pink. But, yeah, that majestic shot race, I think that's absolutely flying. Loves Gosford and you're getting 850 at the moment. Um, so, yeah, I think that's my best each way, mate. What about you? Unreal. Uh, just the one for me because my best bet's going to be similar to a value bet, and that is Kiku in the, the coast. Uh, like I said, I just think she's the 1,600-metre type in the field. I think there's a couple of three- and four-year-old types here that the stable are going, let's have a throw at the, at the stumps. And... Not only does Kiku get the run of the race there in Barrier 2, I think she's been going really, really well under the under the uh, radar and gets a little bit of an improving track. So the 12 and $3.80, I'm, I'm all over that. And um, she's certainly going to be a big play for me on the weekend. And, uh, yeah, as I said, just that runner at Wagga tomorrow. So hopefully we can get off to a good start. We were certainly a bit dodgy there on our first, uh, first podcast back. But nonetheless, the important thing is we back some winners and hopefully everyone does. And I hope everyone has a great weekend. Thanks for joining me, Bryce. And uh, we'll, we'll be in touch again next week. Thanks very much, mate. Thanks for having me. And all the best tomorrow. Cheers, mate. Talk soon.